Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Say we're live in the Mexico Loop. Doesn't it feel like you're down at <laughs> Radio Row? Sound diverse, yeah, like doesn't it? Or we're in Cabo or something. It's the Mexico Loop, O'Fallon, Missouri. <laughs> Schnooks, part of the Schnooks 19, one of the shop and saves that was going to close. Schnooks jumped in and took over. Our guy Keith Jarvis has been hooking us up with some great food. Charlie's sort of getting the remnants because update on the Cusimano food front. There wasn't a box for Dom today. There was a bag for Brooke. Lies. <laughs> He, no, no, that's 100% true. true. That's he said 100% that. True. His daughter, Brooke, Check is in town away. from Washington, D.C., and he said when he was leaving this morning, she said, Dad, enough of this box for Dom. What about me? So I noticed he had a giant Ziploc-type bag. He's putting stuff in there. I said, it's a bag for Brooke. It was two of everything. So I'm thinking Frank's going to be kind of picking at it as he's driving home. It'll be one of everything by the time he gets home. <laughs> you have to love, too, that in the bag he was shoving hoagie sandwiches in <laughs> on top wings, of yes, and then cookies Everything was kind of melding together. It was kind of the Cusimano blender. Yes. Uh, midday grind, coveted hour, clearly, live from the Schnooks here, O'Fallon, Mexico Loop, right off Highway K. You can come out either 70 or Highway 40. Either way, get you to this location. We're here till 1. Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, coming up at about 12.15. Chuck back with us. Uh, not off. We were on assignment Wednesday, TMA yesterday. And you've got to do television tonight, but I do see a little jump in your step. And I don't mean in terms of work ethic. You seem to be a little <laughs> upbeat today. First of all, I'm always upbeat, especially compared to you. Wet blankets Fair. over here, especially Fair. Hoffman. Last shot. That's Back us. Control. And kill coin. But uh, here's the deal. I don't want to say I have to work at Fox 2. I'm excited. You have bragging rights. First of all, you have news going on. You have bragging rights. The Andrew Miller deal is official. Unfortunately, what happened last night with the Blues, you have the prep zone tonight, right? Big holiday basketball tournaments. But more importantly, after tonight, I have four straight days off from everything. So it's also kind of knowing that the finish line, Jim Heuer, is very close. After tonight, it's like shut her down for 96 hours. We're talking drinking. Eating, gambling, Christmas. What about sharpening knives and helping sharpening around the house? Sharpening knives with Bertarelli Cutlery, one playing thing, with the baby. One thing I've always said about Chuck, and I've, I've told this to you in person, is one thing I appreciate most about him is his transparency yeah, on the 100%. air. If he's, if he's got nothing, he'll say on the air if we he got was, nothing. If he was the GM, he'd say, this is not really the player we wanted to sign, <laughs> but it's the best we could do. I've but, said this. The listeners appreciate this. Okay, Santa Steve just stopped by. He appreciates the transparency. He's making <laughs> deliveries. He knows it's the holiday season. He always has the Santa beard, but he's rocking it right now. i got to tell you, it's a great time of year, and I'm all for people shopping at Schnucks or going to our great sponsors. Of course. It's a great time of year to stay home because everybody is freaking <laughs> on every road. Yes. You can't get anywhere. Yesterday, and yesterday was well, it rained. And so, of course, St. Louis just shut down because of the rain. 
So go out, support the sponsors, but also enjoy being at home. That's my word. With your families, with yes. your friends. And, Chuck, I told you yesterday, you're never babysitting when it's your own kid. I talked to him, and he's, oh, I'm babysitting right now. I go, you did not baby-? say that, did you? And I'm like, who are you babysitting? Like, neighborhood kids? You got, like, a kitty care over there? Which he actually might do. I'll tell you what, now that you say that, <laughs> if I'm going to be babysitting. Uncle Chuck's kitty care. What could go wrong? You know what? That's a fair point. And I, I just kind of say that, but you're right. If you're My watching, wife told me years ago she hates if a husband or any family member says, oh, I'm babysitting. They say, oh, really? Who are you watching? My kids. Those I bet you there's, there's some type of sexist stereotype there in a dad saying that they're babysitting their own kid. I think it's but more I common for you. the dad to say. Yes. It. So here's what I'm going to do, though. Yeah, I can't meet you at the body. I got the kids. I'm babysitting. I look you're at not it. babysitting. Bring the kids. The I look bar. at it like this. Being a parent. If I'm going to watch my own kid, I might as well make some money off it and watch some other kids. <laughs> so I might start my own Charlie Daycare. Charlie hey, Ma, Daycare. Hey, Ma Daycare. We got a, hey, Ma is going to be the app. Dave Murray and I will come and cut the lawn. Charlie will watch the kids. <laughs> we got this whole multi-purpose. <laughs> hey, real quick, though. This will be for next week, but STL Lawn Care did come by today. This will be for next and they, week. They, they, they did my leave. They couldn't possibly get a mention ahead of time. Well, no, I'm going to give them the official read next week. But today they did all the leaves. Mini Nobody reading. wants to do leaves, man, right? The leaves keep coming down. STL Lawn Care does a great That's job. A, that causes back pain. All the the, the all biggest the right problem. Down. And I've been guilty of this at my house. The biggest problem is you need to have, like, a collective agreement on the street. Like, let's all do our leaves, bag them, whatever, get rid of them. But if one person does it, oh, they get the perfect lawn. The next day it's covered because the guy across the street didn't clean his. They just blow all over the neighborhood. You have to kind of have a little town hall about the leaves. I agree with you. And today my yard looks great. And then my neighbor does his yard right after my yard was done by STL Lawn Care. Synchronized raking. Synchronized raking. But I do feel bad. I've said this before. We just have this ridiculously huge tree right down. in the middle of our front yard. It and down. it just it ruins everybody else's yard Cut on the whole cul-de-sac. No, the whole neighborhood's been talking about it for years. They probably the hate me. Tree. They probably hate me for many reasons, including the tree. Uh, party needs this weekend. A lot of last-minute parties. Head to Johnny Brock's Dungeon Party Warehouse. We always think about Johnny Brock's during Halloween, but... They are your year-round home for costumes, accessories, every season. That includes Christmas, New Year's. you got to get those party hats, those little noisemakers, blowers, whatever you call it. Johnny Brock's for the holidays. They also carry a huge selection of party supplies. Balloons make every event the talk of the season. Johnny Brock's Dungeon Party Warehouse has become a landmark in Missouri for year-round costuming and party fun, providing adult and children costumes, wigs, hats, theatrical makeup, masks, props, Halloween decorations, any costume accessory you can imagine, check them out online as well at johnnybrocks.com. You did mention Sharp City, Charles. Go ahead and give them a full mention, the good folks. And happy holidays to everybody at Bertarelli. Happy holidays to everybody right there at Sharp City, Bertarelli Cutlery, 1927 Marconi, and on the web, BertarelliCutlery.com. They have the great commercials that they run. Whoever's voicing those commercials, I'll tell you what, that guy's Oh, Iggy. Uh, those are really good. Talented. Iggy does a great job with uh, Bertarelli Cutlery. You can buy the Precipice, the Pagan, the Infidel. They're great knives there. Get your dull knives sharpened for the holiday season. And then after the holidays, when we're talking about the yard work again, get your loppers, your hedge clippers, your lawnmower blades sharpened. Even my machete, i got to take it over there to Sharp City. Bertarelli Cutlery, 1927 Marconi, and on the web, BertarelliCutlery.com. So when Strickland left, uh, he's he's very festive, and he's like, Merry Christmas. Merry, he likes to argue on the air, but then when yeah. he leaves, he's everybody's best friend. And I said, I might come by your house. And he goes, oh, you should. He said, you know, we're having people over Saturday. 
So well, that doesn't really sound like I was invited. No. Different friend groups. You're having people over We've Saturday. About this. Chuck's a fan of this too. No, there's different friend groups. There okay? are. You don't want to mix them all necessarily. You have Seems different like parties. everyone's being mixed, but us. Though, yeah. Right. Just want to get mixed in every once in a while, Chuck. That's one all. of these days. <laughs> so, one of these days. But Strick made it like, oh no no, you should come by. I'm like, eh, we're talking about tomorrow. That's not uh, a real invite. No, he no. Said, oh, you should probably stop by. But That's a should, guilt invite. should probably stop by. That's a, I should have left earlier before Martin brought this up. In, in fact, here's a couple of things we need for the party. In fact, I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be at the bragging rights holding these teams. That's ac- not real work. I'm going to be fun. holding these teams accountable. There are real people right there, right out there listening, that are working. Okay, Absolutely. driver Joe, 100%. people digging ditches. You're not working when you go to a college but basketball I, game honest. and eat nachos for free. Okay. I don't know if I have nachos, but I will be Hot there. Dogs. Then Sunday, Pretzel. I'll be doing Uncle Rich's show on TV. It's an opportunity for me to be seen on Channel 11 from 7.30 to 8. You know what? I'm going to watch. I'll Are watch. you? Yeah. The nine, Channel 11 on 10. digital? Uh, we'll check yeah, I think that. I want those. 11 okay. two, probably. Okay. Point two. Probably okay. showing some I, Barnaby never, Jones reruns I've on the never digital. i put that on. <laughs> I've got to say, I've never tried to find a, a WB on CW, whatever it's called now, on, uh, on our digital. you got to read that article by Brian Curtis about all of the people oh, when Fox got in I on football. I was reading that. I, I sent the piece to Bob Costas because I'm like, who would care about all this TV insider stuff? And I thought, well, maybe Bob. And he wrote back. He said, wow, was it long enough? He said, exhaustive. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an exhaustive piece, but very interesting. Was and a lot of references back then as to Fox – if they didn't get football, they probably would have been like the CW or the WB. It just never would have taken off. All right, let's talk bragging rights. Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, football, basketball, <laughs> and you hear it right here on 5-9 of the Fan. Brian, welcome. I guess are you in St. Louis or en route? Uh, we'll be en route here in about an hour. All right, give me an idea. This time of year, level of excitement for you to be coming to St. Louis to be part of this, the pageantry that is this game. Oh, it's, uh, it's very high. I always love doing it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. I think, you know, uh, especially after the, I think the series was kind of reinvigorated last year with the two new coaches and, and all that happened. I know Missouri had a couple of down years and, and their attendance dipped on their part. And so maybe it wasn't as full as it had been year after year after year. But I think we're kind of back at that. And of course you have all the, uh, the sidebar stories this time with uh, the kids that could have been at Illinois or were at Illinois that are now playing for Missouri and Quanzo Martin. So, but I, I just love coming down every year. Just love, love being in the downtown area, uh, you know, the night before or the day of the game and then watch the fans from both sides come in. So yeah, it's, uh, it's always one of my favorite games of the year. And just because of the uniqueness of the, the crowd and the environment and everything else. And Brian, it's an old cliche. We always say when rivals meet, you throw the record books out the window. Sometimes we kind of joke about that, and it's not really true. But it really seems like with this game that it actually is true. It doesn't matter the records entering this game. You could see either of these teams. Obviously, Illinois' record not as good as Mizzou's right now, but I don't think it'd surprise anybody if the Illini won this game. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, with Illinois' record, I do, you know, people ask me, how do you think we'll do this year? I, I thought, you know, our team will probably be better. But the record may not reflect that, and I think that's kind of where it's been right now because Illinois played, if not the toughest schedule. I don't know who else has had a tougher one. And you guys know you develop your team over the first month or two, and what your team looks like in November hopefully doesn't is what it does not look like in February. It's totally different. And this team basically overhauled two-thirds of the roster, 
Then they played one game against Evansville to start the year, and then boom, the next uh, two games later, they're in Maui playing Gonzaga and playing Iowa State and playing Xavier, and you know, then they're at Notre Dame for the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and uh, you know, they played just uh, just an impossible schedule with a team that is young still and overhauled and learning a new system under Brad Underwood, and so all of that is added up to the record it is now. So I think they're better than their record, uh, but still, the record is what it is, and and I think, you know, Missouri has is, is had some close games. I know they had the loss to Temple at home. And, and uh, so, yeah, you, you do kind of throw the records out. And, and it would be interesting to see if you played this game like we do now and then play it two months later, what it might look like. Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini with us. The all-time record, the Bragg and Rights game, 25-12. to 12. Illinois leads it. They've won the last five. Going to be fun for your fans because of Jeremiah Tillman. And now Mark Smith, who was in Illinois last year playing up in Champaign. Um, interesting for him because he's a baseball star, becomes a basketball star, goes to Illinois, Gatorade Player of the Year, switch coaches. He still say, you know, what 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 went wrong up there, do you think, for Mark Smith? Because I guess I'm trying to get well, to a good question here. It took a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's and it, it's interesting because, you know, Mark's a good kid. And, and I think what happened is he had had so much success in high school, and then he came to Illinois, and suddenly it's like true of any freshman. But, you know, I think in, in his case in particular, because he started right out of the gate. He started several games. And then as the time went on, it seemed to us that, you know, follow the team pretty close, that he was struggling defensively. I mean, it he would get beat on, on plays. They, they would go through drills, and, and eventually Coach Underwood was like, Mark, I want to play you, but if, if, if you're not going to guard efficiently enough, teams are coming right at us and coming right at you. And so I think his playing time went down because his defense struggled. There's no question he can shoot it. He's a very skilled skilled young man in that area. But if you're going to play defense for Brad Underwood and you don't do it a certain way, you're not going to play. And I, and I think – on, for Mark's case, I think, you know, maybe he and his family, I, you know, whatever their discussions were uh, with the Illinois coaching staff, but I thought maybe they just gave up too quick. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, stick with it. You can get through it. You know, you're not the star of your team anymore like you were in high school, and that's an adjustment for all freshmen. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I think, you know, everybody was surprised, obviously, that he was able to come play right away. Usually you have that year to sit out to let this uh, simmer and, and calm down a little bit and, you know, as it is, uh, I don't know if the NCAA is getting more liberal in, in what they do in these cases or what, but he's going to play, and, you know, our guys are pretty much, uh, you know, downplaying having to face him. But, you know, we know his strengths and we know his weaknesses, and maybe that will help our scouting report on him. And, Brian, do Illinois fans, you think, think about what could have been with both Smith and Jeremiah Tillman when, you know, both those guys could still technically be at Illinois if Tillman doesn't switch his commitment and, you look right now, Mark Smith averaging 12 points and five boards a game, and Jeremiah Tillman 11 points and seven rebounds per game. And, and just knowing maybe how much better Illinois could be if those guys were uh, were playing for the Illini. Oh, sure. I mean, and, you know, and obviously Smith was with us, and then Pickett maybe was going to, you know, at some point come along too uh, as part of the deal. And, you know, we need a big man, and there's no doubt. But we've got a pretty good young one that's, you know, coming up right now in Georgie Vishanishvili who is, is going to be a pro, I think. I mean, he's got the footwork of Ethan Happ. He's got, the, in my mind, the skill of uh, James Augustine, similar type skill that we had several years ago. And he's got the on-court demeanor of a Lucas Johnson. I mean, he can, if you're playing against him, he can annoy you. If you're playing with him, you love him. He's a, he's a funny guy that speaks four languages, and he's funny in all four. 
Uh, he's got great dance moves, and so they're very happy with what they've got. But obviously, if you're an Illinois fan, if you could have had Jeremiah Tillman, that's a big guy that I think sometimes they take longer to develop, and I think that's what Jeremiah has gone through is too many fouls and learning how to play at this level. And, uh, you know, it sounds like in the last game he had maybe the best game he's he's had in his stint in Missouri. And, you know, ifs, ands, and buts, it'd be nice to have him, but we understand, uh, you know, kids make decisions, and, and that's the way it goes. And if you're – you know, if you're a fan, I always get tickled at all the recruiting folks, and I don't, I don't pay attention to recruiting that much. My job is different. My job is what jersey are they wearing and where they're from and where they are they on the court. Uh, but the recruiting, you know, guys, uh, they go into meltdown mode every time you know somebody is coming and then they're not. And uh, I try to stay out of that world. I, I'm just like, okay, I've got too many other things to worry about <laughs> with, with you know three kids in college that. Uh, I'm not going to worry about what a kid decides to do at the last minute or what he does or doesn't do. Now, Brian, I was reading up. I know you've been there at mm-hmm. Illinois since 2002, grew up in that area, but you were kind of a baseball guy, right, play-by-play, and was it an offer from the Expos when they were still in Montreal? Was that uh, something that happened? Yeah, I did minor league baseball for over probably a dozen years, Class A and AAA, and then I worked for the uh, California Angels, Los Angeles Angels, uh, did their games for two years. Uh, out in Los Angeles, and then I had another offer uh, in Montreal uh, that wound up falling through, which is why I wound up going back to Champaign and started working at the the local radio station uh, just to, you know, stay in it. And then uh, Ron Gunther at the time, the athletic director, approached me because Jim Turpin was about to retire and approached me about, um, you know, what my plans were and was I going to stay. And I said, well, that's my intent if I can. And then then, then I took over the play-by-play and in 2002 and and doing the games ever since so uh yeah it's been uh, i grew up five miles from the stadium i went to illinois games when i was a kid i was in the audience uh, the day that uh, eddie johnson hit the shot to beat michigan state and magic johnson back in 79 and uh, you know then i was courtside all those years later for the tyler griffey layup to beat indiana so and i've come kind of full circle i've i've, I've been as a fan and uh, then as a broadcaster and, and still a fan at heart too and greatest, I saw this, uh, you had been quoted, greatest football moment. You said probably the Juice Williams game at Ohio State. Yeah, probably, yeah, for one moment uh, in time or one game uh, because Illinois went into that game and upset the number one team in the country. That had not happened since the 50s. Uh, just the way that game, you're playing in the horseshoe, you're playing against a really good Ohio State team, and nobody really gave you a chance. Uh, to win the game and you're up and you're and then you're trying to hold on and then you've got the ball with eight minutes to go and you're on your own 30 and they, you know they go for it uh, after Jim Tressel calls a timeout they go for it on fourth and inches Juice convinces Ron Zook that we should go for it Ron tells him you better make it and he makes it on a quarterback sneak and then we keep the ball for the next eight minutes run out the clock and uh, I just remember the coaches in the booth uh, next to me uh, with the offensive coordinator, Mike Loxley, who's now, of course, now at Maryland, but has been at Alabama. He was our offensive coordinator then. And they're all hugging each other and embracing. And uh, it was it was a great moment, uh, no doubt, in the, in the football career. Calling a Rose Bowl is cool, too, but beating Ohio State to uh, get to that point was pretty exciting. And, Brian, how do Illinois fans feel about Lovey Smith right now? Obviously struggling uh, early, gets the contract extension, getting recruiting going a little bit, getting some good kids from St. Louis. But just overall, how do they feel about the program? Well, they've been pretty patient, and uh, Illinois football fans have learned to be patient, I think, over time. Uh, you know, you, you saw with Missouri, with Gary Pinkle, how long he was there. 
you've seen what Kirk Ferentz has done at Iowa in the years he's been there. I mean, Kirk didn't start off very well. Barry Alvarez, when he first was at Wisconsin, they were awful. And it, what Illinois had to stop, the, the easy thing to do in this day and age is you give a coach two or three years and then you pull the plug and then you try somebody else. And what Josh Whitman decided to do as the athletic director is, hey, we're going to bring in Levy Smith. We're going to build this thing brick by brick, piece by piece. It may take longer than most people are you know, are, are expecting, but we're going to do it. And I think we're starting to see that with some of the recruits that he got the other day, you know, several highly rated recruits that they've been working on. Uh, when you look at the, and you guys know this, that we're in recruiting services, and who knows what, what a guy's rated, but they all rate them. But when you see that you're, uh, you know, a couple of guys like Isaiah Williams from St. Louis, the, the quarterback, you know, he had offers from Oklahoma and Texas and Alabama and different places like that. If you're able to get guys that are getting offers from those schools as opposed to beating out, and no offense to these schools, but Western Michigan or somebody from the MAC or whatever, um, then you, that's a good sign that you're getting those players that are getting offers and interest from other schools like that. So, uh, And obviously, Corey Patterson's on his staff, coached in St. Louis. You guys know that. And so there's some connections there, too. And, and people know in St. Louis, they remember Lovey Smith when he worked there with the, with the Rams. And so it's just, it's a very slow, deliberate process, but uh, I think we're going to get there. Um, it just takes a little bit of time. But people are, are pretty patient. They're just looking for consistent play, and we won a couple more games than we did last year. People wanted to win a couple more, uh, but uh, it, it's, it, it's a patient, uh, as I say, brick-by-brick process, and, and, and people have been pretty understanding, but they do want to see some results. Next year, you need to contend for a bowl game, and that should be the next step, I think. And, Brian, last one from us, the Bragging Rights game. How big is this for your local alumni? Because, let's face it, in this town, Mizzou sort of dominates the headlines and the coverage. Probably more, obviously. There are more Missouri alums in this town. So what about that Illinois alumni base? I would think this this is sort of their Super Bowl every year. It is. I mean, it's, uh, it's to beat Missouri uh, makes Christmas that much sweeter. Um, you talk to any player. I had Jerry Hester on my show this morning. A former Illini, Doug Altenberger does some radio with me. Deion Thomas does radio with me. He'll be with me tomorrow night. Uh, they'll all tell you they don't want to talk about the losses to Missouri, and, but they'll talk all day about the wins. I mean, it means that much. And uh, to the fan base, to the alums, um, you know, that's why, you know, they turned out even in, in you know, there was a couple of years here recently where Missouri was down and Illinois was down a little bit. The Illinois fans continue to, to show up because uh, they're pretty passionate about the sport. Um, you know, they're very passionate about this game, and, and they show up in big numbers all the time. So I don't expect anything less than that uh, tomorrow night. Hey, Brian, we appreciate your time. In, uh, enjoy St. Louis this weekend. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. We'll be down there a little later tonight. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Brian, Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, football, basketball since 2002, grew up five miles from the stadium. How about that? And now the play-by-play voice. And talking football, now Missouri did really well early signing day, getting five St. Louis area kids. Illinois does get the number one player in the state of Missouri in Isaiah Williams, athlete, quarterback out of Trinity. They also got Moses Akpala, defensive end out of Ladue, the number seven ranked player yeah, in the big, state Big of Ten Chuck just Look promoting the Danny big Danny over here. First of all, <laughs> first of all, 5'9 the fan, home that is true. of the Illini. That is true. That's why we had Barnhart We're trying on. to have balanced coverage here. We big had ten. to after yeah, the half-hour-long Missouri conversation we had yesterday with 
I, that, was, that was my favorite answer. When we were done with Brian Grauer, Julian Winfield, former Mizzou players, I said, hey, by the way, Illinois fans, don't worry. We will have Brian Barnhart on tomorrow to talk a line. I said, we'll provide some equal coverage. And Julian Winfield said, why? <laughs> we had Tyler Griffey on last year. Remember right, that? Yeah. We were live. We were doing the basketball competition down there, Wheelhouse. Yeah, Last that's December. Right. Remember I, that? I think Tyler might have, they may have lost. He might have been there during a stretch. I think where that's Illinois correct. lost. Was he 4? I think he went 0 and 4. Ooh. And then the Belleville kid is at Malcolm Hill. I think went 4 and 0. Sounds right. We got to check on yeah. him. I bet you he's playing somewhere. I'll Europe. tell you what. Who's that? Malcolm Hill. He had a great college career. He's coaching career. somewhere. Is he? Yeah, a young guy. Double check off. I could be wrong. We're wrong about a lot of things. We were recently talking about him. It's he's got to be playing overseas. I think he's coaching at like a, a small college in Indiana or something. We'll check on that. Says he is a uh, Wikipedia. Says he is a professional basketball player for Reisen Ludwigsburg in German. German, German Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Valencesto. Bundesliga. Oh, you know who I was thinking of? Uh, Roosevelt Jones, kid that played at Butler. Oh, Roosevelt Jones. He was, yeah. Panama he also Jones. had a really nice college. But career. he's relatively young. He's coaching. That's who I was thinking of. Not Malcolm Hill. Roosevelt uh, Jones, the kid on Butler. He's only been out of school a year or two, and he's already coaching somewhere. He was in the great class of Brad Beal, B.J. Young, remember? Wins yeah. two state championships, goes to Arkansas, and Roosevelt Jones. Headed to Butler from uh, O'Fallon. Roosevelt Jones. And the Brewery Illinois. Lights this weekend. Yeah, go this weekend. Only got a few more chances to go. It ends December 30th, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, all the lights at, at Bush Brewery. Uh, it's a beautiful scene. They play Frosty the Snowman. They have a miniature <laughs> ice rink. You get a free sample when you go there. Beer, you can buy more beer if you want. There's food for purchase as well. It's always a fun time at Andrew Bush Brewery Lights. Always drink responsibly. And how Chuck. about Kennelwood Pet Resorts? We've been taking our dog Otis there for four-plus years for boarding, grooming, day camp, training, and also the Invisible Fence brand. This past Monday, we had somebody come into the house. We wanted Otis out of there, not to bother someone checking oh, our chimney. Oh, there were people over last week, too. No, this wow. was somebody to check our chimney. We didn't want Otis bothering him. Took him to day camp Monday, keeps him socialized, happy, and then tuckered out when he comes home. It's a win-win for everyone. Kennelwood's 45 years of experience and safety is their number one priority. Gives you peace of mind as a pet owner, knowing Otis or your dog is at a safe spot, playing in that environment where you can have fun. Day camp is perfect for anyone with holiday wrapping or baking to do and wants to keep their pet from, quote-unquote, helping. Let Kennelwood entertain your pet while you check things off. Your holiday to-do list this weekend, Martin, as we approach Christmas. It's Kennelwood Pet Resort. What kind of what kind of phrase? T- tuckered out. I mean, is it like Chris Tucker? Who t- remember Tanya Tucker, Dan? I like that Tucker she, Carlson. Yeah, I mean, didn't Dan? Did she stood by her man? Listen, what does that mean? Megan stood by her. Megan, man. who does a great job at Kennelwood, she said she wanted me to say tuckered it out. Tucker's out. Your pets. It's Ooh. true because think about it. If Kennelwood takes care, that'd be a good name for a dog, Tucker. I had uh, we had a that's family a uh, friend of ours who had uh, a golden retriever named Tucker, and that's See? how they got it. Then their name was from Tuckered Out, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, Tuckered Out, uh, Michael Tucker, former outfielder for the Giants, a couple years maybe ago. the Braves, Braves too, maybe for a time. Big time prospect. Yeah, played for the Memphis Chicks in the minor leagues, I believe. Did he really? Now I, I like tuned in. And you guys were talking about Michael. Why were you talking Michael Tucker? Nobody cares. How does Chuck know the minor league affiliate that Michael Tucker played for? Nobody cares. I do. I, I I'm really interested I kinda, in I'm this. Interested. I was <laughs> big into baseball cards, minor league baseball cards. Okay. And again, right, nobody no, cares. Care. Nobody cares about Toledo. <laughs> Toledo's a minor league town. I followed a lot of minor league baseball okay, back in the day. Okay, fair. A lot of things that I want to get to, a lot to get to. 
I think I want to go to Toledo just because we always talk about it. I've never been. They're playing right now in a bowl game. I shouldn't say because it like might during be. during the day? No, they're playing right now. Are they? They might be playing on wow. another local station. So 920 is the home of the Rockets? Actually, you know what? They're not playing on another uh, they're local They're up 10-0. Well, look at Jimmy. He's monitoring the game. Do you, do you I was at 10-7 now. Okay. Do you have money on this game, What Chuck? a premiere. Yeah, I actually don't. What okay. a premiere day to play on a Friday the 24th. First Dude, it's in the Bahamas. Noon? Midday. It's Good in the Bahamas. Right. A lot of people watching. People are gambling. I'm telling you. <laughs> people are gambling. South Florida did not look good, right? Didn't Marshall roll them yesterday? Hmm. Hey, let's do something. We tried to do this yesterday. <laughs> we have our guests who have put a book together. It's the tale of two seasons, STL Cardinal seasons. Think about that. And uh, we reconnected, wanted to make sure we got them on the show because it's an e-book, so we can explain to everybody how they can get access to this book here. Hold on one second. This is my Frank moment, right? Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Whatever. My notes here. All right. We have Todd and Nancy Newmark, and they are cousins. They have co-authored the book. Todd, Nancy, welcome to the show. Let's start with Nancy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. Tell us about the book, how this came about. Uh, the book came about, actually, it was a few years, um, you know, coming, but we finally published our first one last year, this one uh, for the 2018 season called A Tale of Two Seasons. It's really um, a story of the Cardinal season as seen through our text messages. Todd and I have um, developed quite um, an incessant texting habit over everything Cardinals. We uh, basically watch the games remotely together and text throughout them, and you uh, get to read all about that in the book. And so when did you decide, all right, this is fun, the exchanges we have are interesting and colorful, and then, Todd, when did you guys say, let's make it a book? Um, yeah, and th thanks for having us on the show today, Martin and uh, Frank. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, one day um, I, I just I said to Nancy, you know, we should write a book about the Cardinals, and then Nancy came back to me and said, we should, we should but, but, but how do we do it? And then uh, she said, let me sleep on it. Uh, the next morning I received from Nancy. She said, we, we have a ton of text that we can go back on to create a story. So, so we did. And as, as Nancy said, we published our first book, uh, Clip Wings, last year in A Tale of Two Seasons uh, just last week. All right. Give us both of you, and uh, Nancy, go first. Give us a snippet, a little example of things that they would see in this book. Uh, well, we do summarize the chapter, so it's not just our text conversation. So we have summaries um, of time periods in the season that are then supported by our text conversations. And the text conversations can basically cover play-by-plays of the game. Um, it can cover, um, you know, our, our debate on some of the managerial decisions during the game. Also, on things outside of the game, such as trades during the season, it's really written real time, uh, either during the game or regarding some action that's happened outside of the game. But it's real; it's a real time conversation, so readers get that passion as though they were watching the game in the heat of the moment. And Todd, how about you? Some of the snip, any of the exchanges you were like, maybe you texted why are they giving this job to mike schilt and then a month later like hey great decision anything fun of the exchanges that you guys had well you know it was um you know during the i guess the first part of the season i'll just give you like a little example of one of our texts um nancy had said to me you know it was inconsistent 
and we kind of play off one another in our text. And I and I came back to her. I said, no, 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 no. It was it was in card system. It's an ebook. Tell people how they can find this book and how they go about buying it. Um, sure. Yeah, you can go to uh, Amazon.com and purchase it for nine ninety nine. However, you're not only just getting a, an ebook because proceeds go to uh, Cardinals related charities. Well, very cool. And it's called The Tale of Two Seasons. Obviously, for the Cardinals last year, there was a bad half and a better half. And Todd and Nancy Newmark have the book out. And where to the best place, Nancy, for them to find it? It's on The best place is on Amazon. They can also get there through our website. It's lgcbooks.com. lgcbooks.com. Hey, thanks so much for hopping on. Sounds very cool. Thank, thank you. Hey, Happy thank holidays. You. Happy holidays. You yeah. too. Thanks. All right, Frank and Martin and Charlie and Hoff and Jimmy here are here live at the Schnooks. We're okay. in O'Fallon, Missouri. And you know what we are? We're late for a break. We we're are. up against we're very it. late for we're a break. Up, we're uh, fine. We got the holidays. No, Lucas Liquors back there is probably getting a little tight. we got to hit a break. <laughs> we're clearly up against it. Let's take a break. It is the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan. <laughs> 